0: Community Conversations with Community Centres SA. Here's Kerry Ackermans. Welcome to Community Centres SA's podcast, Community Conversations. I'm your host, Kerry Ackermans, CEO of Community Centres SA. We are a peak body for community centres and neighbourhood houses in South Australia. In this episode, we talked to Dr. Dalal, the Executive Director of the Australian Multicultural Foundation, who is on the panel for the Multicultural Framework Review. Consultations are being held for the public and community organisations to contribute by inviting submissions, which are open until the 29th of September 2023. Dr. Dalal will share the purpose and intended outcomes for this work and the importance of shaping Australia moving forward as a multicultural society. Dr. Dalal, tell us about the Multicultural Australian Framework Review, how it came about, and what's its intended purpose and outcomes.
1: Well, look, the framework review actually coincides with the 50th anniversary of the Whitlam Government's 1973 report, A Multicultural Society for the Future, which really marked the birth of contemporary multicultural Australia. So, this framework review will consider whether the Australian Government policy settings and institutional arrangements are fit for purpose in supporting our multicultural society and enabling all Australians or all people that live in Australia to reach their, their full potential. But as we know, you know, Australia is um, a very diverse society with a rich Indigenous heritage and a successful migration history. I mean, we, we're very proud of our Indigenous cultures, which are some of the oldest continuing cultures in the world. But Australia is also a, a young nation, a, a nation of migrants, and over one quarter of Australia's residents uh, were born overseas and have migrated from over 200 countries. And, and the diversity of population provides Australia with a variety of languages, beliefs, traditions and cultures. And the thing is, it's growing. And I think it's really important for us um, and for the Australian government uh, in supporting the, in, our inclusive and cohesive multicultural society, ensuring that we continue to enjoy its social and economic benefits. And I think also the review is, is timely um, for a host of reasons. Um, as I said earlier, immigration will continue to drive increasing diversity across the society. Uh, we still encounter forms of, um, you know, uh, discrimination which plays um, I I guess a key systemic barrier to our shared aspirations for inclusive and equitable multicultural society preventing people from making their contribution. We've just recovered from COVID-19 pandemic and the framework you know will represent an an important opportunity to capture and reflect the lessons learned from the pandemic and how we we work with communities because during the pandemic you know unfortunately took a uh, a pandemic for us to realise the, the richness and the diversity of our communities. We heard voices within voices, communities within communities that we've never heard from before. But also look at those institutional settings that support Australia's multiculturalism, and, and which hasn't really been reviewed in almost a generation. And I think the last time we looked at our current multicultural access and equity policy was last updated in, in 2016. So. I, it's very important, and and one of the other things I think we we just need to remember, and 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 I think this is where we haven't been complacent, like some of the European countries. Um, simply being ethnically, linguistically, or religiously diverse doesn't constitute a successful multicultural society in the absence of good policy, and and this is what this is all about. We we've had some policy frameworks, very 1989, which we started and we reviewed it again in, in 2013, and now it's really time to, to set a policy framework that will set us for the future.
0: I'm talking to Dr Dalal, the Executive Director of the Australian Multicultural Foundation, who is on the review panel for the Multicultural Australian Framework. I think with so much change, particularly in this last decade, there's lack of understanding of what culture and what it means for different people because it's not only what we perceive as the traditional Australian, is it? It's now cultures with other cultures within Australia.
1: Exactly right. And and I think the um, the diversity within communities is is a really important element to to, um, acknowledge during the pandemic it was it was quite extraordinary look it took a, a health crisis for us to discover the diversity within communities and the voices within voices that we learned to discover because we had to get a health message to people and to make sure that they did receive these messages and within that we actually discovered and and were you know connected with so many different communities within those you know um, uh, uh, you know people with their own communities with specific ethnic communities or, or diverse communities. So uh, I think that really added to the complexity and, and the richness of that diversity we have. so we really need to ensure that we can capitalize and utilize all that uh, to the benefit of Australia's social, economic and cultural well-being for the future.
0: Judge Dillel, in the past, when we look at when perhaps the Italians came out or whether the Greeks or the English, indeed, way back, of recent times, though, those communities, let's say the Vietnamese community, they just got in, came here, and there wasn't the support. It seems there is a lot of support, or is that not true?
1: Look, I I think um, from every wave of migration... um uh, there were levels of support. I mean, if you're talking in the early 50s and 60s and 40s, well, of course, I mean, the support was much less than what we see today. But I think from, you know, after... Uh, Australia really started its ramping up its, its migration, um, then there were a whole range of supports that were being provided. I mean, I remember the old Good Neighbour Councils in those early days and, and many other you know volunteer-type organisations trying to help work with people. Um, you know, sometimes the whole... <laughs> the, the, I mean, there was more of a, an assimilationist approach then. Uh, we have come certainly come a long way since then. It's around integration and, 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 and helping people settle so that they can make their contributions as fast as possible. Uh, and, uh, and I think you know, with the different waves of migration and with different periods of our history we have seen, you know, different elements of, of support that have that have, have happened. But certainly um, I, I think, you know, um, we are getting better in understanding the uh, the settlement supports that people do need in order that they can settle into a new country and start to make their contributions. But, but nevertheless, we, there's still a long way to go um, and we are finding you know, a lot of these as we are travelling around the country or some of the you know, programs and some of the support systems that are not quite uh, matching um, the needs of new and emerging communities uh, at, at the moment. So, we, we really need to start to uh, do a lot better in that regard.
0: And, Dr. Dillal, in the past, when we had ways of immigration, it was focused on assimilation, but that's changed, hasn't
1: it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, all the goodwill and good intention, but at the time, uh, you know, it was assimilation. We've now, you know, it's, it's a process of, of integration and it's around, you know, that creating that sense of identity and, and a sense of belonging coming from a rich cultural heritage from across the world. And and I think that integration process and um, its creation is, is so important. Our framework has provided and conferred rights for people in terms of, you know, access to jobs. Uh, Recognition of language, uh, culture, religion, uh, but also has asked, you know, in turn for, there are, with those rights come responsibilities and obligations, which is a commitment to Australia first and foremost. And, and, and that's the, um, the notion of a good practicing
0: system. I'm talking to Dr. Dillal, the Executive Director of the Australian Multicultural Foundation, who is one of the three on the panel undertaking the Multicultural Framework Review. Dr. Dillal, how can the public and community provide their submissions and what's involved? And you said that you've been travelling, doing consultations. Who have you been talking to?
1: Uh, Thanks for asking that question. It's been just an an enriching experience. not only have we been conducting our um, online interviews and consultations with many peak groups and community organisations, but we have actually also have travelled and we've now, you know, com- uh, have travelled most of the states and territories and it's been an interesting exercise because what we've tried to do is connect with the state and territory authorities. So we've asked Canberra to actually engage with the state and territory authorities and develop those Partnerships because that 's where the people live in the states and territories, and we wanted to make sure that the states and territory authorities and community groups were part um, involved and, and, and helped us in setting up our timetable and visits and consultations, and that's happened right across the country. So we've been to, you know, WA, Perth, regional. Uh, we've consulted in Northern Territory. We've consulted in South Australia and South Australia regional. We've consulted in Victoria. We're about to start regional. We've consulted in Sydney and New South Wales. We've consulted in Queensland. We've consulted in Tasmania, and, and now we've, I think we've just got ACT. On top of that, we've also done a whole range of... Um, Online interviews and one-on-one interviews uh, with with community groups, peak groups, um, all people. People, whether when I and, and when I say people, people living in Australia. Uh, it's really important to understand that you know we we're a land of uh, permanent migration, but we also have a big cohort of temporary migration, and these people don't quite understand where their status is. So it's very important for us to be able to engage with them, humanitarians asylum seekers. It's so important to understand the effects of you know. Uh, what sort of effect does this have on them and, and and to hear from them in terms of some of the issues that they face and barriers that they face so that we can sort of make sort of the, you know, relevant recommendations uh, you know, and, and to, to inform our findings within the report.
0: And Dr Dillard, you've been going out conducting consultations face-to-face but the public can also contribute... And community groups sending their own submissions online or in different forms can't they?
1: absolutely and um, it, it's been a, just a, a wonderful experience uh, engaging with all people from right across uh, the nation in in capital cities as well as regional cities and we are encouraging people to make their submissions. We want to hear from everybody, not just from citizens, people you know from asylum seekers, humanitarians, um, people on different visa classes. Um, people from English-speaking background, non-English-speaking background, uh, First Nations people, everyone has a voice here. Um, and, and it's so important that uh, that we hear those voices. And to make it easy, what we've done is that people can go on the website, we've provided an opportunity where we provide the terms of reference in, the, in 35 community languages, that people can actually submit their submissions in any language which uh, they wish, and submissions can be made both written audio or visual form, which really represents a very new and innovative approach to fielding submissions um, in different formats and making it really accessible for everybody to, to have a say. We want to hear people's views, their lived experiences, what works, what doesn't work and what we can do to improve things.
0: And can the submissions be anonymous and can somebody else submit for you? How does that work?
1: Yes, they can be anonymous. I mean, your written submissions and also with the audio submissions, there are instructions where you can be anonymous, yeah.
0: And for a lot of people getting involved in this, Dr. Dallal, how are they going to find out about what we're talking today, which is great, it's doing podcasts. But from your perspective, how deep do you want this to be?
1: Look, uh, I think, uh, obviously, we've got a short time frame and uh, we will be um, providing our report by December the 7th, uh, which will go to the Minister, who will then uh, table it in in Parliament and and hopefully make some announcements by March next year. Uh, We we are very, um, I think, encouraged... By the uh, commitment and the gener- generosity of the community coming out and uh, you know giving their views, and we hope that we've been able to capture um, all of those views and all of those very constructive um, points of views and discussions and concerns uh, that um, you know communities have um, have expressed to us. So you know it, it is something that we're we're very um, serious about, and the government's serious about and this is a great opportunity uh, to be able to, to make a difference for the future.
0: And Dr Dalal, are you able to share some of their feedback and stories? albeit you can't obviously divulge where it's come from, but can you give us a flavour from what you're hearing?
1: Well, certainly. I mean, some of the key points are obviously about there are conversations around the sense of belonging, sense of identity and, and those values, uh, that uh, Australian values that are based on freedom, respect and fairness. Um, and I think, you know, most people are talking about a fair go, the equality of opportunity, uh, central uh, conversations to our community, um, remaining secure, being a prosperous and peaceful place to live. And these are some of the conversations that we're having with people, uh, you know, infrastructure support in regional areas, young people and their sense of identity and belonging, uh, capitalising on our underutilised skills and qualifications, access to language, interpreters and creating an environment that's an inclusive Australia for all. So these are some of the discussions and comments that people have been making, generally right across the nation, uh, whether we're doing online consultations or face-to-face consultations in capital cities and regional areas throughout Australia.
0: When you consider, Dr Dalal, the mix and diversity of Australia... Are you getting across to all of those groups? What are you seeing in the submissions? Does it skew at all or that's too difficult to tell?
1: Well, I can certainly tell you from the face-to-face consultations and the online consultations that we've been conducting with certainly a richness of diversity are participating in these consultations and I think the submissions will be just as diverse. We're speaking to people from all walks of life, from all cultures, uh, traditions and faiths and regardless of when they arrived in this country. So I think uh, there is a a really good representation of um, Australia in the discussions. And, of course, we are also very much engaging with our First Nations, and it's very important we recognise the importance of the First Nations voice in this report, and we are also working with um, First Nations
0: as well. And Australia being a democracy, this process is a great example of that, Dr Talal, because, of course, you also want people who may have been here for years, for generations to be speaking up.
1: Absolutely and uh, we're getting communities who, regardless of the time and period which they've arrived, we're getting people from all communities, from all different walks of life, as I said, whether English-speaking background or non-English-speaking background, all participating in the discussion and and that is uh, democracy working.
0: It is. All submissions need to be in by the 29th of September. When would you expect to have the results reported?
1: Once the submissions are in, uh, we will be spending the next couple of months reading submissions and, and putting the report together. As I said, we are an independent panel and uh, our report will go to the um, government, to to the minister on the 7th of December.
0: That's fantastic turnaround. I love that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very past, Uh But then I think uh, it, it's such an important piece of work. And as I said, we, we we'll want to make sure that this is uh, permanent and it's sustainable. We don't want to be coming back in six or seven years' time and saying, well, it's time for another multicultural framework review. This is something that we hope will take us into the years to come ahead.
0: And Dr. Lal, when the report is available, will it be all of, part of, can the public see any of that or is it only for the government?
1: Well, look, I think that report will be, you know, something that government will, will make available. We'll make our recommendations and uh, once we give our report to government, um, they will go through their process and then I think hopefully they'll be able to announce recommendations and, and uh, report findings at the appropriate time.
0: And it's a very transparent process. Absolutely. So where do people find more information about this? How do they go to put their submission in or find out about the report later?
1: Well, uh, they go to the Home Affairs website, homeaffairs.gov.au. It gives them clear instructions in terms of how to put in a submission and all the information is there in terms of the, uh, in your preferred language or written submission, audio or video message. So it's all uh, laid out there very clearly at the um, Home Affairs
0: website. It's very simple for which I liked when I had a look at it as well. As you said, you can upload video as well and just do audio.
1: Absolutely uh, and I think that's the beauty of this is, is that um, it's a very innovative way of doing it and the fact that we are providing the information in terms of reference in 35 languages but what's even more important, you can actually put your submissions in, in your preferred language uh, and that it makes it even more accessible and again for young people we know that you know many people may not want to write submissions and they prefer to do it via audio or video and, and that also makes it even more accessible for, for people to um, make their comments. As I say, it, it's, just, it's important that uh, people's voices are heard. We just want to be able to hear your ideas, um, your experiences, your lived experience about what's working well and what could be better and what's important to you about this review. And all submissions can be made to www.homeaffairs.gov.au.
0: Fabulous. Dr allow just as a summary to appeal to people to do this, what's their why for them? If you were to give them, this is why you need to do this submission, because it's open for everyone in Australia.
1: I think the line we want is to ensure that everyone gets a fair go.
0: I love that Aussie expression. Thank you, Dr. Dallal, for joining us today. And I will appeal to people to get on board. This is a great initiative and an opportunity for everyone to have a voice. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. We'll be releasing each podcast episode every week, easily accessible on communitycentressa.asn.au and can be downloaded on your favourite podcast platform. Feel free to share the podcast with your networks and send us your valuable feedback and ideas for interviews at Info at communitycentressa.asn.au. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Community Conversations. For more information, check out communitycentressa.asn.au.